Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidates interviews, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your interviewer, Marilyn Townsend, and I would like to introduce Nino Amato, running for Alder in District 9. Welcome. Thank you. Glad as, to be here. Yeah. As we begin, I'd like you to give an opening statement about the educational, vocational, and civic experience you have, which qualifies you for this office, and why you are running for Alder. Well, I'm running for Alder because Madison's at a crossroads on many issues, not just on issues of public safety and public health, uh, but most importantly, uh, mitigating climate change and sustainability. As much as we like to really see ourselves as a leader, we are not. We rank 35 out of the top 100 cities. Milwaukee's doing better than us. And we haven't really integrated a holistic approach of looking at climate change mitigation and move that into every aspect of city government. My expertise is for the last seven years, I teach in the College of Engineering at UW-Platteville, sustainability and public policy, renewable energy, the environment and society, and social change. And basically, I teach mechanical and um, electrical engineers not only how to manage renewable energy systems, but how to create public policy. There is nobody in city government that has a certification of the students that we turn out at UW-Platteville. And in regards to civic engagement, oh my goodness, I chair the pool site committee. After 70 years of debate, we finally got a pool. Uh, I chaired the task force on race relations, which was very controversial, that actually brought the union and the neighborhoods of colors together, which uh, adopted city ordinance, um, state law that Governor Doyle endorsed. And then unfortunately, what we put in place, Scott Walker eliminated. Other than that, I'm a native of Madison. My grandparents immigrated here as a safe haven, fleeing the rising communism and uh, fascism in Europe, and grew up in a small business, which was a very good education. And I'm a two-time alumnus at UW-Madison, undergrad in political science education, and a master's from the La Follette Institute uh, in public policy. What actions or programs would you support to enhance public safety in Madison? And in particular, what is your position on the use of body cameras by Madison police officers? Well, let me start back. I helped co-sponsor one of the first Midwest conferences on 21st century policing. That came out of um, President Obama's task force. And we actually had close to 100 officials out of Wisconsin, the rest came from the other majority states, I support body cameras. It is the best thing we can do from the standpoint of having complete transparency, but we have to have all the safeguards that those body cameras can't be tampered with. In regards to public safety, um, many of you in legal and voters have been around Madison for quite some time. And even though crime rate is down now compared to prior years, it is epidemic portions compared to the last 25 or 30 years. And the way you approach that is by taking the recommendations from the 21st century task force that Obama set in place, more neighborhood policing. In the last budget, 2023 budget, I supported the six new police officers 
that would work in conjunction with the neighborhoods around the four high schools since we took the SROs out of the schools, which I was opposed to. My alder, who I'm running against, voted against those six police officers. Uh, and it was being funded with federal grant money for the next three years. Uh, she didn't give it any reason to do it, but instead of supporting that, she introduced a resolution to increase her salary by 150%. That was very, that was a moment in time when I finally said I'm running for Alder. What do you see as the most important environmental issues the city needs to address? What will be your priorities for council action on these issues? Every department has, quote, a sustainability policy person, coordinator program. That is not the approach to use. You infuse that starting in the mayor's office, the city council, and every agency, and you're all on the same page. We have put too much credence into electric vehicles. And let me say this, I think it's a great idea but not many people can afford electric vehicles. And what's worse is 75% of the energy we use here in Madison comes from fossil fuel, Madison Gas and Electric. And I know better than anybody else on the council or in the city, after spending 20 years in the energy business, 13 years senior vice president at Wisconsin Power and Light. Uh, so it's a sum zero game. What you have to do is look at how do you protect um, the environment. For instance, <laughs> We have 26.4 acres of woods called Sauk Creek Woods Forestry, and uh, it's a natural habitat. It's a greenway. The city and our alder wants to remove 4,500 trees. Trees take carbon and turn it into oxygen. Trees prevent erosion. Trees prevent stormwater runoff. It is just the opposite, and we've been fighting this. And again, our alder supported engineering, and engineers are great, but unless they've got a certification and sustainability, they just go from point A to point B. So let me say this, we need a cultural change and walk our talk. And you can't just do it on electric vehicles and you can't just do it with a mass transit change. Uh, it's a combination of things. Biofuels is one, but we have to lower our carbon footprint. What gets measured gets done. We have no tangible monthly measurements. So we're flying blind. I know how to put that together. What is your position on increasing the pay for alders? I'm opposed to it. Uh, when I was a graduate student, full-time graduate student with a heavier than normal load, working 20 hours a week, um, and then being in the city council, I think our take home was $150 a month. Now here's the issue. That was quite some time ago. There was 168,000 people in Madison and 22 alders. Today, there's close to 300,000 people and we've eliminated two seats. We need to do the opposite. We need to have more seats, make the districts more manageable so alders aren't working 30, 40 hours a week, okay? So I'm opposed to full-time council and raising the pay. And I'm also opposed to the city sponsoring an ordinance which sneaks around using city resources during campaigns. And it violates um, all the caucus scandal that we have had in prior years of people running as incumbents using city services. And right now my alder is using city services for her campaign by sending out weekly reports. And they never got approval from the state elections board to do that, but they did pass an ordinance. 
in the middle of the night that nobody knew about. And a lot of us are about ready to file a complaint. What, if anything, do you think the city should be doing to support economic development? Um, it, what's interesting, the biggest asset this city has is the University of Wisconsin-Madison. It truly is. From the Nelson Institute with the research director there named Professor uh, Michael Natara, who actually attended a meeting that talked about the importance of this woods and tree canopies. We have experts there. We do not utilize them. We talk the talk, but we don't walk it. That's where you start. Having been on the UW Board of Regents, UW Hospital Clinic Authority Board, having run the Small Business Development Center at the UW before I went into the private sector, we have this great asset at the end of State Street. We need to bring it together and begin to unify all the different factions and sandboxes on economic development where there's no coordination. Now, I did that statewide quite some time ago under a Republican administration, under the condition I brought Democrats on the board, and that was called Forward Wisconsin. And we looked at eight regional economies in the state and brought us all together. And with that, we brought the second Japanese investment into Wisconsin, and we expanded printing and biotech. If you can do it statewide, you can do it city. And I hope to play that role. How do you see racial disparities impacting constituents in your district? And are there any actions the city should take to address those? Well, very frustrating subject. I say that because in 2002, I co-authored a book called Today's Hidden Racism. It was about racial disparities. It was published in 2002, and I was attacked by the establishment in City Hall saying, there's no way Madison has racial disparities. And it wasn't until the 2013 um, Wisconsin Council on Children and Family Report on race to equity pointed out we have the worst racial disparities in the country. And we haven't done a damn thing. And even the NAACP of Madison failed to address it. So we got them out of the way and we formed the first charter for an NAACP Dane County. In order to address disparities, you have to address the poverty issue. You have to walk the talk of corporations of putting people of color in key positions. And the city needs to do the same thing. When I was at Wisconsin Power and Light, when I joined them in 1985, it was pretty much an engineering male dominant culture, primarily white. When Errol Davis came in, he hired me and we transformed that organization. And my division had more women and minorities than anything else. You don't do it by leaving it to HR, you do it by creating a pool of good workers and training people early on and bringing them into your organization. The city is using a patchwork method. They're using a traditional approach. It doesn't work in these times. So I've been an advocate on record long before it became popular about racial disparities. And then quite frankly, I remember I was criticized saying, what do two middle-aged white guys know anything about racial justice issues? And we pointed out, we don't. You can't walk in the shoes of a person of color. We know what it's like to be an Italian-American or Jewish, not be allowed to go into the Madison Club or the Eagle Club or to attend events and be stereotyped. But if we in the halls of power don't address the issue, then we're just as guilty as those who are burying their head in the sand. So um, I've walked the talk and it can be done. 
The Goodman Pool is a classic example. I chaired the task force on race relations, economic divide. We got the pool through after 75 years of debate. So here I am, never thought I'd run for council again, but I love the city too much to allow terrible things that are going on. And thank you for the interview. Well, what another question here. What are the most critical issues that you see facing the people in your district and what would you propose to address those? Um, traffic for one, because of the Madison Police Department is down by size, a substantial number of officers. And it means that it's not just police officers policing, it's traffic as well. We don't have the necessary patrols like we used to. Speeding, running stop signs or doing rapid or running rapid. Road or road rage, both in the city and outside. That's a key issue in our district as well, especially around the parks where there needs to be better crosswalks for children and everything else. And I think we can get there. It's a question of where we want to put our capital investment. I think again, public safety is equally key. Um, you know, people would say, "Oh, Milwaukee is Milwaukee. Nothing like that could ever happen to Madison." Not when Milwaukee has a university and Marquette on top of it, and look at Milwaukee today, we have to make sure from an economic development that we have affordability for people to live here. We embrace all people that live here, and we start with the school system. And let me just say this, there used to be what they call the District 8 that worked together with the school board. That was eliminated. So you got the school board over here, and you got the city over here. We don't need to merge them, but we need to better understand that what they do in the schools and what we do in the city are equally important. And we got to figure out a way to leverage our resources and do it. So I would put education, safety in my neighborhoods, public safety citywide, and the environment being the major issues. What would you like to say as we wrap up this interview to the viewing audience as we complete the interview? Madison is unique in so many ways. We have our own sins of the past. This was not always a progressive town. I think the racial disparities we see today is a symptomatic of that institutional racism. However, the city could be a model for the rest to follow on economic and sustainable development, on environmental issues relative to lowering our carbon footprint. We're at a crossroads. And it's one thing to have people elected who may fit a certain ideological bent, but experience right now counts. And I wanna bring my almost 45 years of professional experience in environmental and economic sustainability to the council to make this a much better place for everybody in Madison. I want to thank Nino Amato for speaking with us and the viewing audience for taking the time to know your candidates. I want to remind everyone that primary election day is Tuesday, February 21st, and the general election is Tuesday, April 4th. As with every election, please vote. On behalf of Madison City Channel and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, thank you for joining us.